am I Reister or am I wrong? The things we learned this weekend in sports, about college football, about Lamar Jackson, the Packers, and Tua Tagovailoa. And we learned Justin Herbert is a top 10 quarterback in the National Football League. I see it. It's on film. It's on tape. You cannot change my mind. Dabo Sweeney keeps putting his foot in his mouth, talking about Florida State. Well, the latest is Florida State that they forfeited the game and they should pay for Clemson's travel. Get out of here. And his assistant coach is 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 tweeting stupid stuff as well. BYU says that they'll play any team, any time, any place, but they don't mean it. They're lying. The college football playoff should expand for this year, but they won't because they can't. And the music industry wants all their coins, wants their money from sports teams and from streamers. Am I Reister or am I wrong? Is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Daily fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because this is a truth bomb coming at you. No BS is allowed because I keep it 100. And as I always tell you guys, I will never under any circumstances sell out the truth. Sell out the right thing because I like somebody or because somebody has something to say about it. So, first thing up is we got uh, Justin Herbert. The things we learned over this weekend. Justin Herbert is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. You cannot change my mind. The evidence is on tape. It's on tape. He's number eight in the NFL in passer rating. Number eight in touchdown passes. Uh, He's tied for, well, sorry, he's tied for six in touchdown passes. And number eight in passing yards per game with one less game played, only six interceptions. And he's the only rookie quarterback to ever have five 300-plus passing games in a row. Um, And actually, the only quarterbacks, I'm not talking about quarterbacks that if you're uh, starting a franchise right now, who would you pick? No, I'm talking about the top. He's a top 10 quarterback in 2020. And truthfully, he's top eight because there are only here are the quarterbacks that I would take ahead of Justin Herbert, who I would trade with if I were the other teams. Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray. That's the list. That's the list. I wouldn't trade him for Josh Allen this year, and I wouldn't trade him for Deshaun Watson, even though both of those guys are premium talents and as well. So, But when you look at Justin Herbert's stats, the truth is the dude is out there balling. You cannot deny it. The team loses leads, but clearly it's not on him. He's not Matt Ryan, who uh, doesn't get it done in the clutch. He builds up these leads, coaching, play calling, all of this has caused some of these losses. Next thing up, his draft class mate, Tua Tagovailoa. He had some damn nerve last week. A lot of people said that they didn't mind it, but I did. I minded a rookie quarterback having the nerve to say that the NFL's easier than I thought. A guy who passed for 93 yards, 243, 
and 169 and won all three games. Oh, yeah, the NFL's easy. Yeah, because you're the rich kid. You, you, you got everything around you. You got the defense. You got a running game. Your team's relatively healthy. You're walking into a place where you didn't have to do anything. Ask Russell Wilson if it's hard. Ask uh, Josh Allen. Ask Lamar Jackson. Ask Ben Roethlisberger. Is it hard? Hell, yes, it's hard. It never gets easy. And Tua found this out yesterday when he got benched. He just started. He got benched for competitive reasons. And the funny thing about it is the NFL, life, and coronavirus, they all have one thing in common. That when you don't respect them, when you think that you're bigger than them, they will humble you. And the league is humbling Tua, and they humbled him yesterday a little bit. Just when you think you are above it or you are immune to it, it will come and slap you in the face like, bow, bow. Hey, buddy, you better pay attention to me. Um, And his coach, Brian Flores, he was right. Because the reports that we heard about Tua not having, uh, well, about Tua starting because the team has so many first-round draft picks to know what they have, to know if they need to draft another quarterback. And I'm going to tell you, Herbert looks like the best quarterback from last draft. And so does, and then after that, Burrow, who was balling, even though his team stinks. And two is not looking that hot. It's the truth. He didn't, he hasn't looked good in two of his four performances and got pulled in one of them. So one of these guys doesn't appear to be like the other at this point in time. He's a good kid. Nice kid. I like him as a person from what I've seen from the outside. But what he's putting on film is not what you need right now. Um, He's only completing 60% of his passes. He's not like the other people. What else did we learn? The Green Bay Packers are not Super Bowl contenders unless they can avoid a physical team for four straight playoff games because they're not getting a bye. So they got to win, 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 win to win the Super Bowl. And they're not going to do it because they can't pass the Marshawn Lynch test. And to win a Super Bowl, to win in the football league consistently at a high level, you have to pass the Marshawn Lynch test, which is at some point in time, you have to be able to run through an MF's face over and over and over and over and over and over again. And if you can't do it, then you cannot win a Super Bowl. Or you have to be able to stop somebody from doing that. And the Packers... Cannot do that at this point in time. Um, So they've lost to the Bucks, the Colts, the Vikings. And last year we saw it with the 49ers twice, Chargers as well. Soon as somebody can run through them, it doesn't matter how well Aaron Rodgers plays, any of that. They can't run the football as well because they haven't had a 100-yard rusher since week two when Aaron Jones went for 169, 168. They haven't had it. And they can't stop other people from doing it consistently. That is a problem. You are who your resume says you are. If you've lost five games, you can't say, oh, we're a better football team. No, you're not. You've lost five games. Next thing, Lamar Jackson is like a business that is headed out of business. Yes. Yes, I said it. Okay. In the business world, you are supposed to do what they call pre-mortems. Like in, in real life, after somebody dies, they do a post-mortem. 
but you need to do a pre-mortem on your business to say, okay, what can kill us? What can send us out of business? And for Lamar Jackson, it's his, he has not evolved enough as a passer for his team to be a Super Bowl contender. Yes, they're six and four right now. They're going to win probably another four or five games, which will put them at 10 or 11 wins because they got the, uh, they have the Bengals, the Giants, the Jags, the Browns, and the Steelers left and the Cowboys. They're going to win at least four of those games, which is going to put them in the playoffs. No problem, right? Everything's fine. No, it's not because the book is out on Lamar Jackson right now. It's his legs. If you can stop the Ravens from running the football, force him to pass, they can't beat you consistently. This is the same thing like we saw when I remember I used to play against Vince Young well, when he was playing for the Titans. Our defense, their goal was to not run twists and games on the line to bring pressure. They wanted to squeeze him in the way he couldn't run. That the, way, the only way out was backwards. Then they could close in. And that's what they're doing to Lamar Jackson. And he can't stand in there and throw it on must-pass downs at a consistent enough rate. Is he a quarterback? Absolutely. But does he have to get better? Yes. Because once teams get the book on you after a season, half a season, that's why they haven't won in the playoffs. Elite defenses and coordinators are in the playoffs. And they figure out a way to stop you. And he doesn't have an answer throwing the football yet. The next thing up, what did we learn this weekend? Uh, The college football playoff, it should absolutely be expanded, but they can't do it this year. Not they can. It's not because of financial reasons. It's not because of any other reason. It is simply because of coronavirus. They can't because if they did, if they did try to expand the playoffs this year and do something different, Then you would, if unless you play in a bubble, you run the risk of games being canceled and they can't have that under any circumstances. They cannot have it. So the playoff expansion should be the right thing because, so I got a question on Twitter and the guy asked me, he said, let me read it correctly. He said, how can you judge teams when teams have to play 12 games and other teams only play seven or eight? How is that fair? His suggestion is that you only qualify for the playoff if you play a minimum of 10 games. And my thing is schedules are already unbalanced. You have teams that on a normal season play eight to nine. Some play eight conference games. Some play nine conference games. The conferences aren't equal in terms of strength, but that doesn't really matter. And then their non-conference games, the teams that play eight games, some of them play 10 power five games. Some of them play nine. Some of them play FCS teams. So the schedules already aren't in balance already, which is one of the things that I have been a champion for is an 18 playoff to really eliminate that, that requirement and actually put the onus on winning your conference. So you get the five power five conference champions plus two at-large bids, plus the highest-ranked group of five team. So the conference, so because you can't run the risk of canceled games, you can't do that for 2020. But that is the model, that's the formula going forward. It will actually increase 
the uh, the the competitiveness of the actual uh, normal games because a game against Rutgers matters more. A game against Oregon State or uh, or Kansas State matters more in your conference because now you've given yourself, given other teams an opportunity to win the conference. And you can't have that. So it expands the amount of people who can get into the college football playoff, which means that college football games already matter that much more. And just one loss from scheduling tough in a non-conference, that doesn't hurt you at all. So so teams would actually be incentivized to, to schedule better at non-conference the way in case they don't win their conference, they can still get in in an at-large bit. Next thing up, Dabo Sweeney, man. I, I I can't tell you enough that anybody that looks at my social media, they will tell you that I was a Dabo Sweeney fan. I was a guy, I was like, I liked what the dude stands for and all of that. But he has consistently been showing me what he stands for, consistently. Because he's a Christian man and he'll tell you the same thing that I'm getting ready to say to you now. That out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And Dabo Sweeney, this is the same guy that said, oh, if people uh, if people should leave the country if you're not happy with the current situations. Well, good is not good enough when better is expected. If you are expected to be treated equal in the country, you shouldn't be okay with just being treated better than, than other places. No. That's not acceptable. And this is the same dude that said, oh, well, if players are getting paid, I'm out. I'll go find something else. You're a damn lie, Dabo. You got 80 plus million dollars reasons to not do something else. You're a football coach. Shut up and coach. And granted, I do like the fact that he tries to turn these young men into men. But come on, dude. Like silencing them on Twitter, which Trevor Lawrence clearly broke. I, it, it, it's these unrealistic ideas of manhood and what these things should look like. Come on, Dabo, you got to do better. And he put his foot in his mouth this time when he said about the Florida State game that got canceled. So if you haven't heard, Florida State was supposed to play Clemson in Tallahassee. And um, yeah, they, they were supposed to play. The game got canceled that morning. On Saturday morning, because Clemson had a player test positive who flew with the team, was on the bus, everything. And then we find out as well that the player had been symptomatic all week and testing negative, but they still let the player practice, be around the team and everything else. That's irresponsible, Dabo. That's irresponsible. We just had a basketball team cancel a tournament well, kick a team out of a tournament because the coach tested positive and he had been around the players and the, like, come on, man. Dabo, you know better than this. But it's clear that Clemson, that they're not taking things seriously, that they're not paying attention. George, oh, the the young players, they're not going to die. They're probably not. However, we don't know all the long-term health effects. Players have, a player at Utah has been hospitalized player for the Jaguars has been hospitalized and you can't wait until something tragic happens to be vigilant. If it costs a couple games or a postponement of a couple games, 
dude, just suck it up. This is your fault, Dabo. But now you're trying to blame Florida State. He said, this is a game was not canceled because of COVID. COVID was just an excuse to cancel the game. If Florida State wants to, oh, Florida administration forfeited the game. If FSU wants to play Clemson, they can come to Death Valley or they can pay for Clemson's travel. Get out of here, bro. Like, just, just stop it, Dabo. Stop it. Like, they didn't do it. You did this. This is the classic case of somebody uh, starting a fire, getting burned, and then say, oh, I'm a burn victim. Yes, you are a burn victim, but you burnt yourself. And uh, this goes deeper into the Clemson family because their, def their defensive player development coach, he tweeted out, and I quote, there's another pandemic raving our nation right now. Political correctness. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm anybody who knows me. You're here at the unafraid, uh, I mean, right or wrong, part of the unafraid show. Because I am not a cancel culture guy. But really, what is political correctness? It's saying I am committed to not being an asshole. Like that doesn't mean that you're not supposed to have tough conversations. You can have tough conversations without being a jerk. I mean, that's what Christ did. Christ turned over tables. He's got that in his bio. Dabo too. Like that doesn't mean that you have to just say everything that everybody likes. It's just don't be a jerk. I mean, that's literally what it is. You can have uncomfortable conversations. You should, but you can do that without being a dick. That's the truth. Um, next thing up. BYU, the Brigham Young University. <sighs> they tweeted out any team, any time, any place, but they don't mean it. They're trying to backdoor in the college football playoff after playing a grand total of nobody. Yeah, oh, but they played Boise State. Yeah, Boise State was minus a quarterback. Boise State also... Uh, yeah, it, and but Boise State isn't a top-tier team. They're a good team, but without their quarterback, it's not the same. Now, here is the part that I say is super weak. It's not the fact that they're saying any team, any time. Okay, if you really mean that, go ahead. But they clearly tweeted out, they wrote a check their ass couldn't cash. Because, according to Bruce Feldman, BYU turned down the opportunity to play Washington this week. Washington's game against Washington State got canceled this week because Washington State is below the scholarship limit. B bunch of people out with COVID and contact tracing. UW reached out to, can't, to play them this week. BYU said, no, 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 no. We're going to wait till the college football playoff comes out on Tuesday and see where we are. See where you are. You got nobody on your schedule. You don't even have anybody. I don't even think in the top 60 in the country on your schedule. Their strength of schedule is like 67 in the country. Stop it. Stop it, BYU. They're trying to backdoor in. But truth is, there's not a snowball's chance in hell. They get in the college football playoff unless they get a power five team on their schedule or play Cincinnati and beat the mess out of Cincinnati. Because truth is, as good as BYU is, because they've been dominant every game that they've played, they're not playing good teams, and we know athletes win games. 
They do not have the horses on BYU to compete and win a national championship. They maybe can win a game. Maybe can knock somebody off in the playoffs. Maybe, quite maybe, if that team brings their C game. But that's not what's going on. Like, don't be bold. Like, don't step up and say all of this stuff if you don't really mean it. And BYU did not mean it. And it's weak. Somebody called their bluff. That's like the dude. There was a guy in every single locker room and every single community that said, oh, man, I'll fight. I'll beat you up. I'll beat everybody up. I'm the man, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as somebody calls his bluff, what happens? He doesn't really want to fight or he gets whooped on. We know that. That's who BYU is right now. The last thing up, uh, the music industry, they want their coins from the sports leagues and from streamers. So I have gotten this before, before I truly understood what it, what it was, which is uh, you can get a, D, a DMCA violation, which is the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. And that is uh, it's when music isn't fair use when you're not paying for it. So, and this was a copyright law that went into effect in 1998 when Clinton was in office and it was a result of things like Napster, piracy against, uh, piracy for movies, television, all of this stuff, people used to sell DVDs, all of that, it became a federal crime at that point in time. And they protected music especially. And, it is annoying, especially when you are a creator like I am. I create content. It's annoying because you do have to pay attention to what's in the background. You have to pay attention to uh, an intro song for a podcast in the middle. All of that, you have to pay attention. And the reason why that's important is because this is people's creations and they should be paid for it. If you are a, if you make a piece of music or you make a movie, Yes, it's humbling that somebody else would use it, but they got to pay for it. You took time, energy, and effort to make that, and now they're using it to actually promote and make the thing that they created better. So something that you created is being used to make somebody else money. You should be paid for that. So that means that when teams, when they post videos of of their locker room celebrations with music in the back, they can't do that. Because it's somebody else's song. Granted, it's not intentional, but still, that's the point. And they are suing. The Arizona Cardinals already had to pay a six, they agreed to pay a six-figure settlement surrounding media posts. And the NFL is actually now doing a smart thing and looking into a league-wide licensing um, deal with artists with going through either uh, with with their publishing companies and all of that, the way that they can pay for the fair use of it, which makes sense because they have to pay for it when it's put on television. So why not when it's on their social media accounts? Uh, Twitch uh, streamers have already done this. I had this happen when my podcast was on SoundCloud and I put a Kanye uh, intro, didn't have any lyrics. It was just a beat, got dinged for that. And that's when I learned about this and and how it truly works. You have uh, Amazon with Jeff Bezos, 
Twitch CEO. They have all been contacted with uh, DMCA complaints and notifications. So that's what it is. Several several M- NBA teams have received them as well. Auburn and the Houston Rockets, they had their Twitter account suspended because of this. The people are not playing about their money, nor should they be. It's the right thing to do. Am I rightster or am I wrong? Is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth? Am I rightster? Yes, probably. But if not, leave a comment. Tell me. See you guys on Wednesday. Download the podcast.